0: Jai Shivai. So today we are going to talk about Vasanas. How do they even come into existence? Alright. Before you can make anything non-existent, you need to know how they are coming into existence. All right. Without understanding the existential part of it, you cannot make, really make something non-existential because we are not talking about suppressing your vasanas or chitvrittis or, uh, you know, putting, pushing them under the rug or just dealing with them for the time being it is gone and it comes back again in few months, in few years and then you start dealing with it again. So we need to understand the existence of it, how it even comes into existence. So, for that, we need to start from the very top, from the existence of this entire creation, how this thing has happened. Because that's where our existence is too. And whatever we have created, vasanas, chetavrittis, that existence lies within this existence, existence of of the Brahmanda, universe, cosmos. Okay. So, the first thing, the first three basic foundational particles you can say the smallest creation particle that comes into existence is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas these three particles these three we also call them Gunas on the basis of the fact regarding how they operate inside us or how they operate in this entire uh, universe so we call them three basic creation material ingredients three basic ingredients sattva rajas and tamas when they are in perfect equilibrium when sattva rajas and tamas are in perfect equilibrium then no creation is happening that's their state of No creation happens. They are just lying there inactive. So that perfect equilibrium is called as Prakriti. That is called as Prakriti. Finally, a little bit of disturbance happens in them. Right? Little bit of disturbance in the Prakriti little bit of disturbance in the equilibrium state of these three gunas creates the first creation element that we call as mahat. A lot of people consider mahat as English equivalent word they translate it as cosmic intelligence. Yes it is cosmic intelligence. Yes it is the intelligence of the creation but calling it just an Intelligence is like I start calling you or, you know, recognizing you just by what kind of a intellect you have got. That's not your complete introduction. That is not your complete existence. That is not your existence in its entirety. Right? So cosmic intelligence is one of the characteristics of Mahat. But Mahat is not just that thing it holds the ability that element contains the ability to further transform and acquire a body. What kind of body? At first it acquires subtle body. The moment it acquires a subtle body it takes a ellipsoid shape That ellipsoid shape is called as linga in Sanskrit or Hindi. That subtle elements, the energy of creation automatically takes the shape of an ellipsoid. And now even the modern physics and the scientists have proven that the energy, first energy of creation, when it holds the first rupa or the shape, that's the shape, it's in the ellipsoid shape. And that has already been talked about and explained in the Vedas. So, Mahat is the first thing that comes into existence. That is now we call it as existence. Now we call it as manifestation. Above that, when it was just prakriti, it was unmanifest. Okay. Creates not the creation hasn't happened that happened at that level yet the moment some disturbance happens in the sattva rajas in tamas equilibrium the moment it happens in prakriti the first shape the first thing that comes up is the first thing that gets created is mehet now from mehet because it acquired a subtle body which is in the shape of uh, ellipsoid so it acquired the first body now this can be acquired this can also take a gross body so now let's see how many levels of gross bodies can be there so the first level of g- gross body that comes into uh, existence is chitta aham, ahankara, which then further divide and creates Panch Bhutas, five elements, five Panch Mahabhutas or Tanmatras. They are created, and senses are created. Five senses. We all have five senses. The moment Ahankara or Aham has been created and there exist. The power of perception through the senses, through these five senses and a recording device, a recording, the storage, the warehouse has been created as Chitta. Now starts the real game of Vasana's creation. This thing has happened. Now let's see why even this thing has happened. What was the first factor first thing that has happened which created ahankara or aham or an identity why it has happened the answer to why is avidya avidya means ignorance ignorance about what Ignorance about a separate existence, individual existence has happened. Now when you are any individual existence, you will try to do everything that you can. It's, it's, it's as if you are running the world. It's as if you are responsible for your life. It's as if now you have to do everything and manage the show. Then a you has been created. First thing, first identity has taken place. That says I am. So the ground of chitta, the foundation, the ground of chitta, what is it made up of? What's the material for it? The material, the ground of chitta is ignorance. Now that ignorance will further Go on dividing and creating not just I am the first asmita, the first identity, but it will start spawning its web. Indrajala, Indra's net or sansara will come into focus, come into picture that I am. Now this I am needs to be proven. I am a man, I am a woman, I am this, I am that, I am a father, I am a friend, I am a lover, I am a husband, I am a wife, I am this, I am teacher, I am an employee, I am a businessman. So you see how I am become one, becomes many. Now that avidya, that ignorance will become many too. So creation is all about from the one it becomes many. So then going back will mean that many will many has to become one. Right? So now Avidya will also multiply. Because I am is working. One of the Asmita has been created. One of the identity has been created. So now it will multiply and will create Raga and Dvesha. Attraction towards some things and aversion from some. Then this Duesha will become even much more dense, gross, and will turn into anger, hatred, regrets, grudges. Finally, it will become fear. Fear of loss. Loss of fear of loss of body, physical body. Fear of loss of subtle body. That mehet. Which became Aham, which, which created the field of Ahankara, uh, Antahakarana, and the Chitta, they do not want to dissolve now. Because line by line identities are attached to them. Just like if there is a soil erosion and you erect some tree there and then its roots are going to hold the ground. So now, all the other chitta that have happened, the vasanas that go on happening, they will hold the ground. So initially, the ch- ground of chitta was made up of ignorance, avidya, agyana, And in them grew the seeds. In them, in that ignorance. In that Agyana, ground of Agyana were the seeds of multiple Asmitas. Asmita and it's so many forms of Asmitas. And then they will play the games and there will be the seeds of Raga, duesha. Raga will convert into real bad attachments. And then attachments will further degrade down and will become passions and then obsession. For people, places and things. duesha will become anger, hatred, grudges, regrets then. Finally, real bad sadness will happen. Then these things will also divide further and will become Abhinivesha. Abhinivesha means fear. Fear of loss, fear of loss of body, fear of death. Fear of uh, loss of identities, loss of uh, loved ones, loss of money, loss of anything and resistance to change. I do not want to change because I might lose something. Something is on stake from the one. Something has become many and now it doesn't go back to that one stage. So when you start dissolving. So these seeds, these sanskaras of so many asmitas and seeds, they are in the seed form. So many asmitas and so many of raga, dvesha and abhinivesha. When there are so many seeds, finally the seeds start sprouting. Then the moment they start sprouting, there's a different timeline, right? Not every time somebody is in an attachment, they may not have attachment even to their parents, but there comes a time they fall in love or have a go through a very, very strong attachment. A person may not have grudges for a long time. Slowly, there comes a time when grudge will start happening. Lot of grudges, regrets, and anger, and suppressed anger, and whatever—all that nonsense. A person may not be fearful, but suddenly they may become fearful. And right, so according to the timeline, according to the kala, according to the time and space, situations are created accordingly, so that those seeds will become, will start sprouting. There are a lot of weeds, seed of lot of weeds in my backyard, in my garden they may not sprout if it's real bad harsh winter outside they will not sprout only when the spring comes only when there is a suitable environment suitable situations outside they will start sprouting when all the flowers are growing weeds are growing too (laughs) right they all need the same environment regardless of whether they are weeds or wildflowers or Real flowers or something that you can eat vegetables or fruits or anything. They all need environments. So the, when the seeds of these all five things. Avidya, Asmita, Raga, Tuvesha and Abhinivesha. When they are in the seed form. We call them sanskaras. The moment they start sprouting. It feels like wow. vritti. Vritti means a rise of something. Something that rises and something that falls is called as vritti. You can think of it as an ocean wave in the ocean. So, vritti will arise in the person. That seed has sprouted now. So, now we have to get to the root of chitvritti. In the root of chitvritti, we find the seed, the sanskara. When a vritti has, the wave has risen and fallen, continuously it's doing that pattern, pattern, pattern. That pattern is happening over the months, over the period of months and years and a lifetime. When that vritti keeps on happening, keeps on happening, more than 10 times or 100 times, we call it a vasana. That now this has become a very recognisable. Something that you can catch. That you know, this person invokes anger in me. Every time I see him. Without even talking to him. I just feel angry, annoyed with that person. No longer it's a vritti. It's a vasana now. It was a vritti. But that vritti, constant pattern. Waves in the ocean, if you look at them for over a period of time, you can actually map that pattern. But if you look at it just when a wave has come and it has crashed on the shore, just few waves for a very short time if you look at it, then they are like vrittis. There is no pattern in them. Pattern has not been solidified at that stage. When that pattern has solidified in you, we call it wasna. So spiritual journey is about removing the vasana. Because catching a chitvritti is harder. It's easy to see pattern in us. That why am I har- harboring this uh, regret for so long? Why do, you, why do I think of myself as so bad? And I do this again and again, again and again. Why somebody makes me feel angry? Why to certain person I do have a lot of attachment? You can see that in yourself, right? So what vasana is something that is you can catch easily, especially when you are walking your spiritual journey since last two, three years, four years, five years, you can catch vasanas. It takes a certain amount of certain level of intelligence. It takes certain level of consciousness where instead of vasanas you start catching chitvritis. means that chitvritti doesn't get solidified in you doesn't become a solid mental emotional behavioral psychological pattern in you and you are able to catch it before that before it becomes a pattern that requires a certain level of consciousness in you not everybody is that conscious only when somebody has been angry for 6 months or a year from one single person, they will see, okay, so this this person is really annoying and I, now they are able to see it. Not when the moment the seed was sprouting. If a lot of weeds are there and there are good trees as well, but only when two leaves have has come out from each of the weed and each of the good trees, apple or plum or whatever tree that you have planted, if there are just two leaves you cannot differentiate. You cannot differentiate which one is the bad one and which one is the uh, good one. You cannot differ- differentiate with, between the fruit tree that you have, uh, the seed you have sown or the fruit, fruit tree that you have planted and the weeds that have come out. Just with two two leaves it doesn't work, it, it's hard to recognize. Only when there are four, five, six leaves and the leaf pattern is clearly visible to you. No, this can't be my apple tree. This is definitely a weed. So you see, when Chittavritti has happened many times, many times over a long period of time, it becomes Vasana. And then you can catch it. Easy to catch. So it depends upon the level of consciousness. How much conscious you are in every given moment that you are able to catch your vasanas. When the consciousness level is expanded even more, then you are able to catch your chitvratis. They do not have to become vasanas in you. If you become a really expert gardener, You can differentiate just on the basis of two leaves. Which one is an apple tree and which one is a weed. Right? And then you become expert even more than that. Means there comes a time when your meditative state becomes consistent and constantly it keeps on happening to you. Your meditation is going on and on for you for a long time and then you are able to remove the damn sanskaras. They do not even have to sprout for you to be able to remove them. You can just quickly recognize the seed and remove it. That is what happens. Sanskara removal is what happens in the very, very deep states of samadhi. In evolution, samadhi is also a process. It's an evolutionary process. So, what is going on when we are in samadhi? Sanskaras are being fried. The seeds are being burnt. But it's not that easy until substantial amount of vasanas have been removed. You cannot, your consciousness will not expand enough to be able to go to the next level of removing chitavratis. And when enough amount of chitavratis has been caught, means you have been conscious at all times that the moment a wave happens, I will catch it. So you will not reach that level, and until substantial amount of chitvratis have been caught and fried and gone, you will not reach the third stage of Samadhi where sanskaras will be fried, the seeds of sanskaras will be burnt, you will not reach that stage. So it's a stage by step by step evolution. So initially, yes, it's about catching vasanas, catching your mental, emotional, behavioral behavioral and psychological patterns, using emotions and thoughts as a tool to catch your vasanas what will you use as a tool to catch a Chitavratti? Can you use your emotions? Can you use your thoughts? No. When Chitavratti has already happened many times, it creates emotions and thoughts in you. So that means emotions and thoughts do not exist until a has completed itself. So how can you catch Chitavratti? Using thoughts and emotions, you cannot. Then what is needed? A real deep state of dhyana. Every time you will come out of dhyana, you will have an inner knowing of chitta vritti within you. You will know which vritti is arising. And you will not feel it. There will be no thought about it. There will be no connection. There may not be any connection to the situations in life. To the events in life. To the people, places, things in life. Yet, you will catch it. Without any external attachment. Without any external signs. Without any external visual or emotional or sensory or thoughtful cues. You will be able to catch it. So not everybody is at the level of even catching vasanas, right? People suffer for years and years and even lifetime. They don't want to let go of their grudges, their regrets, their anger, their sadness, their grief, their whatever, their love, their attachments, their obsessions, their passions. The people don't want to give it up, right? So because a lot of people are not walking, they're not conscious enough that these things will cause me a lot of misery over the period of time so they will not they will not be able to catch they're not conscious enough yet but yogis who are walking their spiritual journey are conscious enough so they will be able to catch these things now another thing to understand suppose we caught it okay let's talk first at the level of vasanas so catching vasanas happens because you become conscious of your Emotions, how you feel, you will realize suddenly your anger, consistent anger, persistent anger about something. And then you may or you may not know initially the reason of your anger, but slowly you will start decoding it. Right? You will start deciphering it. And then something about your regrets, something about how bad you feel. So basically using your emotions. And using your thought what kind of thought nonsense thought thoughts are happening in my head so using your thoughts and emotions you'll start catching your vasanas what to do after you catch it what to do after I catch it say for example let's talk about an example first suppose a person is making me consistently angry and it has been going on and on and on. And even if they don't say anything, I just feel, ang- feel angry in their presence. Just a thought, thinking of them, a memory of them makes me angry. And I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to have anything to do with them. Because this person makes me annoyed and angry. And I am realizing it, that this person is consistently making me annoyed and angry. So good, very good. Now I caught the vasna in me. What to do? Stop talking to that person. Stop meeting them. Stop thinking about them. Even if a memory comes, I'll just go drink my coffee or take a walk in the garden or start doing my pranayama and yoga because I'm feeling angry. <laughs> Is that the way? Or start chanting, Om, 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 Om. Doing even more fears, Kapal bhati. Huh? Or if that, that person calls, I just disconnect them. I, just, I have just blacklist. I just go and blacklist them in my phone call. I just delete their number. I just never want to see their face. Because this person makes me angry. So these are the external causes that, that are easy to see. When you see a vasana, the first thing that we do is we see what this vasana is related to. What event or situation it has happened in that has created such a vasana in me. So then what to do if I have got it? It's not going to work. Even if that person dies tomorrow, doesn't exist on this planet, is still in me, he or she will still exist. Right? Because the emotion that they have created, the reactionary thing that I have created in myself, that will still exist. So in a way that person will still exist in me. Doesn't matter whether they exist on this planet or not. So removing the external things, external causes is not of much help at all. That's just like fooling yourself. It works to an extent. When you are walking your spiritual journey, it helps to an extent that you don't get provoked by them, stop the provocation. So it is helpful in that way, that you don't want to be provoked, provoked every now and then by seeing this person, by talking to them, by interacting with them. For some time, the provocation should be stopped, so we can work on it. But what is the work that we have to do within? How to deal with it? How? What to do with this vasana? Now comes the question. Why any vasana? Whether it is of this anger, dvesha, hatred to, from, to, to, towards somebody or whether it is attachment towards somebody or whether it is fear of something or whether it is about my ego, my identities. Whatever it is about. Why vasana, was e- vasana even existed in the first place? Any wasna for that matter existed in the first place. Answer is ignorance happened. Avidya, jnana. Ignorance has happened. So now how can you remove this wasana? Only through jnana. Ignorance was about what? Ignorance happened because of your separate existence. That very idea of individual separate existence is what creates everything. So that means the universal law that I am not separate from anybody else. And nobody has come into my life to give me any sort of punishment. Instead, it was just to give me a lesson. Everybody has shown up in my life at the right time to teach me a lesson. And things go on happening again and again. Same things go on happening again and again. Because I am damn that not learning that damn lesson. So things are repeated. Situations are repeated. Vasnas have to happen many times with all lot of different people. So many people say, Oh, I never found love in my life. Whomever I loved, they left left me in one way or the other. Why? Not learning the lesson. What's the lesson? Nobody ever dies. Some of the lessons, there are different, different lessons for ignorance. First thing is, death does not mean not existing becoming non existent and death leaving your physical body are two very different things universe functions on the principle of karma karma done through man vachan and karma man means chitta your thought process what what, what was your intention your volition that's karma doing something through your body is karma speaking is karma You can create karma in any way. Right? So universe functions on the basis of karma. I have created karma because I was ignorant. Ignorant about what? That I am an individual separate existence. Now this is a very high level of understanding. It doesn't work. When we are in the body we do feel separate from everybody else. When consciousness is not expanded, then this is me. That's what our understanding is, right? That this is me. So until a physical tangible experience happens, where you are separated from your body, where you realize your subtle body, until then, Your very experience of this body will consist of me. I, me, mine will be attached to the body. Either physical body, gross body or the subtle body. But somebody will be there and somebody will be there. <laughs> so that's a very high level of understanding. That understanding that I am not a separate individual existence. I was always one with everybody around with everything around and with that Supreme Consciousness. You can call call it God, you can call it Self, you can call it Supreme Consciousness or whatever, Divine, whatever you want to call I was one with it. And I have lost it because ignorance, I became ignorant. Due to ignorance, I harbor Many wrong understandings. Many wrong, wrong perceptions. That as if everybody is out to get me. Everybody is trying to harm me. Everybody is trying to take something from me. I need to save this, save that, save myself. In so many different ways. Right? So ignorance has happened. And now... To remove ignorance because of ignorance. Was chitvritis, Sanskaras have existed, then chitvritis have happened, and then wasanas has, has been created. Because of ignorance. So ignorance has to be removed. Now each wasana, if you see, will contain will consist of some ignorance about something. Earlier, your perception may be that. I am angry with this person. This person has just given me pain in this life. So much of dukha this person has given me. I have suffered so much in this life because of that person. And that person makes me angry. And that's why I feel angry with them or annoyed with them or I hate them or I don't like them or whatever. Now misunderstanding is, what is the ignorance here? An Atma before taking a body... Gets into the consultation with all those who are going to be around and being born in the same time period. That okay to wake me up from this thing you come and give me this pain. So that someday I will understand that you have taught me a lesson of self-worth. You have taught me who can learn the lesson of self-worth without Being wrecked here and there. Right? Who becomes a courageous sailor in the sea until your ship or your boat has been knocked out 100 times? Just by sailing in the smooth waters, you won't become a great sailor. The courage, you even have courage, you wouldn't know. So, every t- everybody came to your life to teach you a lesson. This is also not understanding this, is a, And not learning that lesson. Instead, go into the reactionary mode with that person. Go into the feelings, emotions, anger, hatred, regret, sadness kind of a mode. So, every Vasna that you catch you have to understand what is the biggest misunderstanding this vasana is pointing towards what what mis- misunderstanding i do have what kind of wrong perception about the function of life about the functioning of this universe about my connection with other beings other humans other Animals, trees, plants, this very planet to the Panchabhutas, the five elements. What connection do I have? What kind of connection do I have? Why do we even something happens that happens? So what wrong perception your vasana is pointing to? If you can figure that out and your perception is changed, that's when a vasana is gone. few days back one of my friend he caught his vasana about something in the childhood that happened and then he was able to remove his understanding and his understanding came from the fact that he figured out what was a wrong perception in me and his wrong perception was that this universe is a scary place and I'm not safe here and the moment he accepted that And the moment he realized that, no, this is a safe place. Nobody can do anything to me until unless it is in my karma. Until unless it is about teaching me a lesson, not even a fly would sit on me. If it is not about teaching me some kind of a lesson. so it's not a universe is not a crazy unsafe in insecure kind of a place it's not universe is very loving the moment he realized that so that means the moment the ignorance the avidya the agyana was replaced by the gyana the moment the wrong perception was replaced by the right perception, Vasna is gone. No longer that chitavritti will create one or more Vasnas. Even if more fearful situations happen in his life, going forward he will know that no, this is definitely teaching me something. Otherwise this would not have happened. There is some wrong perception I still have. That's the reason these things are happening. So, only when you understand, you are able to catch wrong perception, the agyana, the ignorance that is there, you can reverse it. Creator, have a right perception and that is what removes vasanas. The more the ig- ground of ignorance, the dark, damp area of chitta, that we call Chitta. It's nothing but a ground of ignorance. The more you keep on switching the lights on. Removing the lampshades. Remove all the ignorance from it. The lesser the Chitta And the lesser the attack of Vasanas. And more meditative. And the more Samadhis will happen to you. Automatically. Chitta has no longer a ground of ignorance. A substantial amount of ignorance is gone. If I turn the ground outside into steel instead of this mud and earth, if we turn it into steel, will they will they will any weed grow into it? No. Right? Only because the ground was suitable. For the weeds to grow. They were growing. You turn the ground into light. You remove, you dispel the darkness of ignorance from within. From your chitta, the lesser will be the attack of vasanas. The more vasanas will be removed. The more meditative you become. You won't need your thoughts or emotions to figure out a chitta vritti. The moment a chitta happens in the chitta means earlier only your thought and mind were in your perception. So you were able to catch vasanas. Now directly your chitta will come into your perception. Right now only because your chitta is not in your perception. You have to figure out things using thoughts and emotions. When chitta is in your perception... You do not need thoughts and emotions. Thoughts and emotions do not even need to happen. Direct perception of Chitta. And you will be able to catch your Chitta It doesn't have to become a solidified, nonsensical pattern. Mental, emotional, behavioral pattern. When only you have access to Chitta, only then Samadhis, through Samadhis, the seeds of sanskaras, in the chitta can be burnt right you need to have a direct access of the ground before you can pull out the seeds if you do not have direct access to the ground so many weeds have happened that it's all grass grass and weeds and wild things all around you then you have to pull them by the shoots isn't it you cannot even access the ground there is no ground to access So many seeds have grown so much around you. So first you have to pull some of them to be able to start seeing the ground beneath. So only when you have direct access to Chachita, when you have done substantially, you have removed your Vasanas and you have right perception, right Jnana about them. Now saying that, Moving from wrong perception to right perception, is just a switch of a flip of a switch. No, it takes very long time because we do not come to terms with it. (laughs) No, I have my fears. I am not letting them go. I have my identity. So what? I'll meditate half an hour and I'll be good. So it's not that easy. A lot of surrender is required. Ego has to melt down a lot. In order to, in order for us to be able to accept the right perception. The right perception is written in so many Shastras and Vedas and everywhere, right? And we are reading it. We read all scriptures. So many gurus are you know, shouting on top of their lungs. So many so many people are telling telling it to us. Do we understand it? Are we able to accept it? Until substantial amount of ego has been melted down in you. You will not be ready. You'll not be in surrender to what is. Your mind will come up with Thousand justifications about it. You will not be able to surrender. Till the time you find an escape route. Right perception is not going to become a reality in you. You may understand it mentally. But it won't become your reality. A lot of people may say that I love my parents very much. But it's not visible through their actions, speech, and thoughts. Then it's not a living reality. You may keep on loving all the dead gurus and dead um, gods and everybody around and whatsoever it is and your parents or your lovers, whosoever is gone from your life. If something is not your reality, it doesn't come to a living practice in life, then your perception is not changed. If the same situation happens again. You will do exactly opposite of it. So any change of perception. Is considered as a transformation. Means a permanent irreversible change has to happen. So perception has to be transformed. And it has to happen only. it, It happens only when we go into some level of surrender. A lot of kids in India get beaten up by their parents. Almost. All of the kids. Almost. (laughs) That's how parenting is in India. Do we harbor anger towards our parents? No. Because when they explained us What was our mistake? Then we realized. Oh we were stupid. And our parents were right. And if they wouldn't have stopped us. By giving us a tight slap. Or by spanking us. If they wouldn't have stopped us. We would have harmed ourselves. So that kind of a feeling. That kind of jnana. never lets us hate our parents. Instead, we respect them even more. We love them even more. Because at the right time, they did the right thing. And that's the reason we turn out to be who we are today. This jnana, perception about Everything around us, a lot of wrong perception is there. So it has to be removed. All the Agyana Avidya has to be removed. So after catching a Vasana, your perception has to be transformed. You definitely have some wrong understanding about something and that has to be corrected. Now, what it will take... For you to transform your perception. That varies from person to person. There is no one size fits all. Or 7 step method. Or 9 step method. Or 10 step method. No. Why? Because it's all about letting go. (laughs) If I ask you. What are give me 10 step method or 5 step method to let go? Will it not vary from person to person? It will, right? It's the same thing with the transformation of perception. And to give you an example, a lot of kids, again I'll give this example. Almost all the kids gets beaten up. There's a capital punishment in India. That's how parenting is. We all have had a very hard time with our parents. Still, you will rarely find any Indian holding grudges against their parents for this purpose, for this matter. You will rarely find any hatred or grudges or not respecting, no respect in the hearts of Indian kids for their parents. Why? Same thing happens in the West. and kids have real real bad grudges for their parents they suffer it becomes a trauma in their head why did it become trauma were they not explained were they not given a loving explanation afterwards so not you need to understand not two people are same when it comes to holding a grudge against something or creating an attachment, two people may fall in love. One person may give it up so easily, yet they may have a deepest love in the world. Another person may just clinch onto it and from the surface it may look like, oh no, he cannot live without her or the other person so this person is much more loving towards the other person while this person he just left and walked out because the other person did not love him love him or her so this person walked out and just because this person is easily gone and was easily able to let go or was respecting other person's freedom more than their love or attachment towards them so this person doesn't love the other so you see when two people fall in love it's not the same thing. When two people have compassion for the other, it's not the same thing. When two people create a grudge against the same situation that has happened towards them, they may not hold the same things because perception in everybody is created according to what kind of physical gross existence or the subtle existence they have created in themselves. What kind of ingredients? Two people may go on the cruise And the crews may be wrecked or something bad happens. And they end up almost dying. When they come back, one suffers from trauma for the rest of the life. And never goes again into the water. While the other person will make sure what are the things to check. And learn the lesson that, okay, life is very important. Now, if I want to go into the water, I will every damn day. This situation has taught me a lesson. I, face, I was facing my death right up front. So one person will become highly courageous. they Will find his inner courage. While the other person may simply be fearful and traumatic for the rest of their life. So that is why when it comes to transform your perception from A to B. From avidya to, uh, to jnana. There is no... 10 step, 5 step, 6 step method for you. It's all about what will it take for you to let go. How many thousand explanations you need. How much convincing you need. There are some people in life to whom as a spiritual guru, when I suggested them something, they didn't question it. They just went ahead and did it. No more questioning. Whether it will work, how many time it will work, how, many, how much time it'll take for this thing to work? What if it doesn't work? Then what am I supposed to do? What if this is not related to that? What if you're suggesting the wrong thing? Some people take thousand sentences. Some people need three, four hours, days and months and weeks of convincing for the same thing, while the other person just did it, did it. It worked. So you see, there can never be a one-size-fits-all kind of strategy here. When it comes to remove vasanas. When it comes to change your perception. When it comes to convert that ignorance, ground of ignorance into fully conscious, the light. The ground of jnana. Full faith on universe, on divine, on everything that happens. And everything that is. So I hope you understand today what are Vasanas, what are Chitavritis, what are Sanskaras, how everything comes into existence, how you recognize and catch them at different stages and then what do you do about them and what it takes to do something about them. Namaste. Jai Shivaya.